Hello, Spacers. This is Atlas, Berserker of the Acers. I need the audience to share our story to anyone you meet. One, it'll increase my standing for promotion. And two, it'll help our group share our story through the planetary system. We love to see our supporters and backup from everyone who watches. I'll hand you over to Nathan. Hey guys, thank you for watching and supporting through following, subscribing, Patreon, and even just watching listening to the show. I hope you enjoy this episode, and make sure to leave any thoughts or questions in the comments. Until next time, Spacers. Thank you. You ever get tired of drawing maps and having your players ruin your hard work by teleporting away? Or using Charm Creature to avoid that glorious boss battle set in that laboriously crayon-drawn map? Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, that's my problem no more. Starlight Maps and Battle Mats are now sponsored by the beautiful artwork of Loki Battle Mats. From lavish palaces to cold alien caverns, they have a solution for everything. The maps come in big books that are easily transported, can be drawn on with erase markers, and immerse the players with a stunning reality. They'll forget they aren't actually standing by that pool of lava. And Battle Mats are only the beginning of what Loki has to offer. Want to know more? Go check them out, or stop by our YouTube to see what they have to offer. Now, let's roll. Welcome to Dolls. Just one or... Actually, my mates are just over there. Seat yourself. I'll be over in one second to take your order. The current chef has 647 recipes. Upload it to his Neuralink. You think it? We'll make it, honey. And when the game picks up... Well, look what the Skinner brought in. <laughs> Finally f finished that trip and ready to join the rest of your better underworlders? Oh, shut it. What are we drinking this evening? It's evening, right? <sighs> he doesn't even know what time of day it is. Do you even know what day it is? Sure. Sometime after the elations? Frickin' gifts are happening already in celebration. So what? I used up my month's stash. You boys gonna tell me something about it? You gonna all cry to my mom? I used it in a day. And I'll tell you what. I ain't had a trip like that in 15 years. And it's the reason you will always be changing out mech oil. Alright, alright, alright. How about this then? A toast to the hand, eh? Fills up, you tin can. Eight credits. Frickin' eight credits? Whew. Uh-uh. Make it the sludge instead. One credit. Now that, that I can afford. Cheers, boys. To do the hand. The hand. Sobering up. 
So you know, I am excited. I mean, for some people they're always a little nervous about change, but I am ready. I mean, finally, the wars, the skirmish, the whole complex, it is gonna be put to rest. You know, I yeah, we know it. <laughs> it's my story. I lost Clepper, my cousin, to that nasty bit of business in XR3. Telling you what, I've read the papers. I've taken the classes in uni, a little more negotiation, and I bet there would have never been that secession attempt in the first place. Look, the time for brute force is over. Shit. Who cares about wars? I mean, a, a man's gotta fight if he's gotten the need. War is as old as time. But you know what isn't? Having those freaking corporations near enslaving generations who can't pay off their debts. I can't wait for the handouts, the credit push. Last time, it was enough to make a man like me a king. I'm going to use that gift to pay off my f f father's debts so my family doesn't have to mineral mine on those d d damn asteroids anymore. Won't pay it off because half of your credit surplus will be taxed. And be honest, Bill. You ain't going to work since they'll activate your allocated work bot and you'll make a percentage of its accomplished tasks. We all know that you're the laziest out here. And then don't even get me started on the Griffin food. I mean, there goes good food for us. It's government cheese from now on. <sighs> Clock off, T. I swear. <sighs> if we weren't friends since like ever, I'd throw you down the cracks myself. You're just better off. And this switch isn't as good for you. Boo. Ooh. It's only five years, and then you get your turn again. But this, this is our time. The least you could do is be happy for us. To order? Yes, I apologize for the wait. It is your time. The customer is always right. Order up. What can we make for you? Hmm. I, actually, you know, you got one of those saucy burgers? Uh, my grandma used to make them like kind of tangy with some onions. What did uh, she call them? Oh, cowboy burgers. How about one of those? I've had a hankering for those old days ever since I came out of that high. Processing. I'm sorry. It would seem the chef does not have that recipe. Is there anything else that I could? Well, this is a load. <clears throat> no, you know what? You're right, the customer is always right, and he has too much of an ear-splitting headache to not get what he wants. <sighs> Come on, guys. This place is the balls. I am going to leave a terrible review. Processing. Oh, here are the notes. Ipmex Burger, also known as a cowboy bargar. My apologies. The chef misentered burger as bargar, so naturally, it did not pull up at first. Shut it, you tan head. They left. Now get out of the hollow vid.
Cool. Hey, welcome back to Starlight, guys, for this month's Q&A. And we hope that you guys enjoyed that little bit of information as we continued on looking in at the triumvirate, this time focusing in on the hand from the perspective of the everyday underworlder. So, yeah. I know we've kind of been talking about it a little bit, but for you guys, uh, I have Courtney, who plays McKenna, and Nathan, who plays Atlas, with me today. One day we'll get Clive back, um, or we'll get his voice through a phone. Uh, but for those of you that don't know, Sam, who plays Clive, actually is an, is an aspiring streamer. So the reason he couldn't be here with us today is he's streaming a um, actual play D&D game. Very uh, nuts and bolts of the game. Learning, you, like if you jump in, you'll learn how to play. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be entertaining, but you're going to get all of the nitty gritty minutia. Um, and so, yeah, you, you can... Pretty much ping Sam on his social medias. I think it's he's like, uh, is it such peach? I yeah, think. I think so. Um, but anyways, or you can reach out to us here to find out more. But uh, he will definitely love your guys' support. Um, but yeah, with the week coming up ahead, like, how you guys doing? What do you guys you guys got anything you're looking forward to? Um, tomorrow's our anniversary. And so uh, I'm excited about that. Good. Yeah, oh man. Six years. Six years. Ah. <laughs> I, yeah, you guys are both old. Shut up, dude. But the, the <laughs> problem is, is you're right. I'm 27 going on 55. Man. Yeah, that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> that's how you look. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Atlas is your better half. Yeah, honestly. I could just swap places. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, guys, so there's a lot of, like, pretty crazy stuff that's happened lately. And even more so, like, what we were just talking about before we started, before we hit that big red record button. Uh, the stuff we're going to talk about tonight is just the tip of the iceberg for everything that's already happened for us in-game. Um, it's a whirlwind. <laughs> Yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, we record in sessions, so we'll record like four or five episodes in one day, um, and then release those over time, so we're quite a bit ahead, and it has gotten really, really intense. Yeah, um, it has. It has, and I'm loving every bit of it. Um, but let's go back in time for us here to the time that everyone's with, and that is basically... You guys finally speaking with the Sunmaker in this month of June 2021, getting his ship, the Maliki, dubbing it the C2, collecting your son. Thank God that Thirsting didn't kill him or do anything weird. And Atlas continuing to make good on his uh, promises, debts, and making deals. And Clive learning more about himself as you guys finally leave Thela. And then... Super extra special, but we had the athlete special, uh, Spencer Brown, come on, and we got to show his uh, prologue episode and how he ended up on the moon of Vindicus, which is where the spaces are headed, and in next month's episodes when they meet up with him, and so that was a real treat to get to share that special episode. Um, so let's jump back into these episodes, and I'll I'll start mm -hmm. with uh, a topic 
that I've been wanting to ask you guys about, and it is for both of you, so you can jump in at any time. But what was it like for you two as players to finally make contact with the Sunmakers? And then, so that's that's you guys as players. And then the second half of the question is, what would your characters have been thinking in that moment? Or what were they thinking? Uh, uh, you wanna go first for me? It's all you. Okay. Um, I'd say as a player, uh, speaking to the sun, well, one, he sounded pretty old. Um, I actually did not expect him to seem old. Might not be, but that's just how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he, if just from also interpreting it as a player, like his voice and everything, he doesn't seem like at first I was kind of expecting him to seem like a like similar age to McKenna, which he might be, to be honest, I have no idea yet. But like, I don't know, I expected like more of like a warrior type locks it on mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and it just, just, I mean, obviously. Just hearing his voice isn't going to tell me much, but it's more just, it just seems as if he's not, um, that type of, like, he seems more like a scholar mm-hmm. than a warrior, in a sense, if we're kind of basing it off of, like, RPG voices or, like, um, interpretations, but, um, and then Alice, in a similar sense, um, is kind of confused, same as the player, in a sense of, like, he's kind of worried about having to, like, fight or like muscle the sunmaker but it seems as if it's more just someone that he's it's kind of like the people he's dealt with in the past Mm -hmm. that have just like a lot of influence or power and never gets their own hands dirty but honestly i'm atlas and myself i'm excited to see um kind of just what happens Mm -hmm. like when meeting the sunmaker for me as a player, there's just been a lot of anticipation in this moment. Um, so getting to finally connect with the Sunmaker. So that aspect was exciting. Um, for McKenna, I think it was a really emotional moment, um, which maybe explains her lack of wondering where he was. Um, but I think that for her was just like a moment of like, oh, I'm finally reuniting with an old friend and getting to to talk with him um so that was exciting and also getting a ship out of that conversation um she wouldn't have taken the ship without his blessing and so that was good um communication there so there's a lot of anticipation on my end and a really emotional moment on mckenna's end mm-hmm. well and you uh so nathan was saying that he was surprised by how old he, he sounded mm-hmm. um you know this but don't Lost Sons live for a very long time, right? Very long time. Like, what's the age yes. range on that? Like, do you, you know? I don't know. No, I know McKenna's like 250, 250 years old. And I know he's probably got 50 to 100 years on her. <laughs> um, do you see Nathan's she's face? old. <laughs> yeah, but that's a young for, like, for a lockdown. That's pretty young. Is it young yeah. or is that middle age? Is it similar to like elves or? I think elves are longer lived, <laughs> but. Okay, so maybe like halflings and gnomes, maybe in a sense. Like they live, I know less than well, not gnomes, maybe. I know halflings live a long time, but they don't live like. I think was okay. So I think you might begin that reversed. I thought halflings had oh, like a, they were more like hobbit, like had like regular kind of length lives. I might be wrong, but maybe I don't know. We don't know where it is, but they live a long time, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm gonna guess since I don't know the age range, but for some reason I'm guessing McKenna's middle age. For yeah, some I think reason. that's what I was thinking too. McKenna's middle age. I think the the Sunmaker's got about fifty to hundred years on her, so he's probably three hundred to three fifty. Hmm. Were you surprised by his voice? Yes. Yeah, the voice that she knew from him was much stronger. Um, she didn't know a weaker voice like this. So this was surprising for her as well. It's a weak individual in the words <laughs> not, of Atlas. Not that he's weak, <laughs> yeah. but that he's just He's kind of like a he's like a he's like a Palpatine in a sense. Like <laughs> he's just kind of he, he, that's what he that's what I thought of when I thought of like the Sunmakers like like a Palpatine in a sense. He's he might be powerful, but he's just like this old decrepit looking thing in a sense. The scene where Palpatine is fighting Mace Windu and he goes from like old man to monster, he's like, No, no, <laughs> no And he shoots lightning out. <laughs> That's the Sunmaker, yeah. Yeah. Basically. I don't think that is the Sunmaker. Yep. You just wanna... just, add, just just add a trunk to yeah. him. And he's just... very big trunk. He's good. Yeah, that's a good question. But what is the... You said, uh, I think he has a player, but then also... Sorry, I interrupted. But what, what do you think of McKenna? Or how does she, what does she think? McKenna's just really emotional about the whole experience of getting to reunite with the Sunmaker. Um, I think that is shown in her lack of caring where he is and just the excitement of, of talking to him um, and the excitement of getting a ship that she has a relationship with and reuniting with Paige um, was was good too. Um, okay, but so she didn't technically reunite with him. Right. So like, is... But getting to connect with him. And so I think now the next step is reuniting with him. Okay. Because mm -hmm. my interpretation was and the way she sh like ended the conversation and seemed to have fin like a finality with it in a closing that she was happy that community like that was it she was looking for that connection she was looking to know that he wasn't like that he left for the same reasons and then in the moment it seemed like that was enough for McKenna but is that not the case well i think there it was it gave her closure and the finality of like okay now she knows she has to leave um this cult that she's been a part of. Um, mm. And so that gave her closure there. But then I think there is a desire to see him and to reunite with him. And so okay. we'll see where that goes. Okay. Yeah. Can I can I follow this up real quick? And then normally we pop around. Totally. But we're like kind of in that subject. Yeah. Um, since getting on to the Maliki or mm -hmm. as it's dubbed now, the C2, um, that's a lot of memories within this ship for McKenna. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to know, like, maybe a little bit deeper than emotions, if if you have those thoughts. Um, but what is it like for McKenna to walk aboard her friendship, now her own? And what are there, like, are there any specific memories or types of memories that, that mm. would come up? Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's like almost right. like the anime shows where you're walking around and they're getting flashbacks when they walk in the kitchen. Remember? Like, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think... So as far as what's it like, that kind of builds on like, this is a really emotional moment for her. Um, and that she is 
re being reminded of all these really powerful memories. Um, but in that, some of her favorite memories are dancing there. So that's why dancing with Clive on the ship was really special to her. And I think that's in this episode um, mm-hmm. where we danced and she got to teach him to dance. And McKenna won some like, like, like smaller dance competitions on the ship. Um, there's not many people who can fit on the ship at once, but so that was exciting. Um, McKenna also spent a lot of time just talking to the Sunmaker and learning um, in on that ship. So there's places where they would sit and have tea and just chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and those moments are on the ship. Um, yeah, so I think it's a lot of like interpersonal connections that, that were built on that ship. That's kind of a beautiful image, just mm-hmm. two giant elephant people sitting. I imagine you have like a cup of green tea mm-hmm. and then just, I don't know, because they're really both academics. Yes. Um, and so having these like heartfelt or deep conversations in the void of space, is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was much of their relationship is just talking and mm. figuring out how to push the mission forward. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that in on those moments on the ship, I have a question for Alice. McKenna asked Alice to dance. And Alice has denied McKenna multiple times. And this is kind of a funny question, but kind of a serious one too. And that what, what will it take to get Alice to dance? To actually give a serious answer but not sound i'm not trying i have to put the disclaimer out i'm r- not trying to sound rude to mckenna <laughs> but to get alice to dance it has to be the right woman as cringy as that sounds i don't think that's cringy no mckenna can get the right people in the right room i don't even dance with courtney oh, yeah. oh no we are supposed to have an anniversary <laughs> tomorrow, but let's see how long things last here. Ignore me. Continue. Sorry. Um, wow. But yeah, it just has to be. I mean, there's not. It's not. I'm not saying that Alice has like the one. It's more just. Uh, I don't know. I think it's more just. I think there's a select few on his list right now that he maybe would but i you know the fans are curious could one of those women be astrid (laughs) uh not no she's like on that like that uh what you call it how would you put it the uh the cusp or whatever of being on the list but (laughs) okay okay who's on the list (laughs) um one, which everyone was, I'll only bring up, I'll bring up this one because she has been introduced to the series already so, somewhat, is the, uh, Atlas's, like, doctor slash mechanic. Mm. Guinevere. Guinevere, yeah. She's one of them. I can't name the other one. Because mm. she hasn't been introduced. Hmm. Well, I look forward to knowing who she is. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, with- if we ever do meet her, then you guys will know. So. All right. All right. Okay. Can I ask you another question? 
because it has to do with the with being on the ship. Okay, I feel like the complete opposite of who you are was introduced to you in Paige. Oh wait, let me say that again. Paige. And I'm curious what your thoughts were on him. The complete opposite of me? Like as a player or just as yeah. Alice? Just as both. A per- <laughs> uh, both? Yeah, I mean, Paige was so outlandish and I honestly thought when you met him, you were just going to walk out the door. How many hands okay. am I, fingers am I holding up? <laughs> so the, the funny thing about Paige and Alice is that they are, like you said, they are very, very opposite. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing weird like is one of those weird things that makes atlas actually like not dislike his presence is the fact that he these like the riddles and like other things are very very similar to like a gamble in a sense like you're he's like Mm. it's um it's like it's a bet in a sense almost Mm -hmm. like um obviously it's not the tip like a traditional gambling but there's like there's there's higher risk and then a reward in a sense so yeah so he doesn't actually hate his presence that much plus he's actually not that bad he's i gonna say alice has had to be like with mckenna for like a while now <laughs> and Paige isn't that bad well and even if even if you were annoyed with Paige, he's completely confined to the ship yeah so i can't i can't hurt him unless i destroy the whole ship yeah but i cannot believe you just said that everyone just shows up to the ship it's destroyed they're just like, what happened? And Atlas is just like, I couldn't take Paige anymore. We're going to have to find it. We're going to have to steal a new ship. Okay. That's what I mean, though. Paige is like, I don't know. Plus, it's kind of cool. Well, as a player, um, which kind of influenced it, though, was that it's kind of cool to see like Paige, who he's kind of been like a, like a servant type of AI, in a sense, for however long. And then now he's kind of just has his own free will. A sense mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see that and the fact that it's like now he has his own free will he's still there to help if he can obviously solve riddles and whatnot but like he has a more of a mind of his own now rather than just being just a mindless slave mm-hmm. so as a player it's cool to see but also as alice is kind of a transition almost like himself had to make was that rather than just kind of being like mindlessly doing your job and then um, actually having free will with it. Mm. Wow, I didn't realize there was so much deepness to no. to the page. That's freaking cool, dude. Page, I'll be honest. That's what I was saying. Like Page, weirdly, Alice, weirdly connected, and like that's what he like. Alice does not dislike Page. Like that's why Alice didn't. I had there was many opportunities where I was thinking, okay, if I didn't like Page or something, I could have smashed the console. Like had try to have Clive or somebody find out where his like his main wherever is and try to rip it out but like okay that whole backhanded compliment or insult whatever you just did there between mckenna and Paige, (laughs) i i really gotta know are mckenna and atlas ever going to be cordial because mckenna is trying so hard and I feel like McKenna has given Atlas control over where they're going and what they're doing. She has, like, tried to build up his head and his ego while making sure it doesn't get too big. She, like, she's been so accommodating. Yeah. 
and yet she is still hated. I mean, hate's a very strong word. She is still incredibly <laughs> disliked. <laughs> I think, honestly, it's because... I think it kind of... I, I don't know why I'm trying to go real deep with everything tonight, but... Um, I think the huge difference is the mindset of McKenna and Al like versus Alice. Um, at least from just their encounters. Obviously, I know there's probably deeper things with McKenna, but... Um, as what he can see now, she's very, how'd you put it? Like, yeah, she, like she's very positive and, and like optimistic, but almost in a sense where Alice sees it as like, right word, um, like a detriment. Uh, yeah, I, like I have the word on the tip of my tongue, but I just can't, but I'll come back to it. But it basically is that, um, gonna bother me now is that basically her and atlas in a lot of different situations when like confronting it or like atlas is very kind of just straightforward get the job done whether that's killing or torturing or whatnot um and mckenna is very like passive with wanting like talk try to make make a deal but not like a business deal like atlas more like a deal in a sense of like people I don't know the good that's inside people or something um so he's like there's a very there's a hard way for alice to like connect because like at least with clive clive has some similar tendencies of like he's he doesn't know much about clive but clive almost never has had an issue with me like alice putting people down or his like reactions or or his actions in general um so it's, and then also just like the feeling he gets from Clive, obviously it's more of a, I don't know, dang, not remembering that word is going to bother me though. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a hard, it's like Alice is like, it's almost impossible for Alice in the long story short, Alice to connect with McKenna just because of the differences on like a lot of just like mindsets on how to deal with situations. So what I'm hearing is that McKenna is moral. And Atlas is not. Uh, okay. Now here's her backhanded insult. <laughs> then this is why you two can't connect. But I mean, so seriously though, I was doing the math, and you guys have been together for by like galact like not where the episodes are right now, but about the episodes we've recorded for this conversation here. But then about four more from now. You guys are together, have been together like up to five months, three, like a little less than that for like actual time. Cause hyper travel is different. Like the time you actually experience is different than the galactic clock. But like you guys have had mm -hmm. a lot of like moments together and like as a, as a GM and just watching you guys too, just observing, it does seem like you guys are slowly meeting towards the middle more. That's, that's what I noticed. is coming to the middle. Well, it's not mutual. But she's in a... So Atlas... I mean, Atlas does make deals, but he also is like charges things a little bit more head on and you're more of a ne like slow negotiator with personality. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if that's the case, that's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, All right, next question, Bess. It on me. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, this one's kind of a big one then. Um, and this one's for both of you. So I like to think that when you guys left uh, Thela altogether and left for XR1, that that was an arc closing. And mm -hmm. I've never made this like official or called it this, but it's happening now. I, I've in my head have always called everything that happened on Thela um, and then also things that happened on Titan uh, 1. I've called that the ghost of the Sunmaker arc because just kind of you're like mm. searching for his ghost or the whispers of him. And it feels like that arc finally closed out. So what did you guys think of that whole arc? Like from beginning to where you are, like to, to where we finished, you know, this month? That's a big question. It is. You're first, Nathan. Okay. Um, I'd say, honestly, I earned some brownie points and hopefully not have Alice killed. The, the arc itself, honestly, like the story and just kind of like the, I don't know, just all the different characters that we kind of met and everything, um, was fantastic, Woo! which obviously was created by Isaac Yorks. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But no, honestly, in all seriousness, no, though, it was honestly great. And then... That was like one thing that I loved about too when we did recordings and even still now is that um, I always hate it. I kind of told Isaac this recently. I, like I hate it when it's like, oh, all right, well now we're done for recording that day or whatnot. Um, and because then it's just I'm thinking about okay, what's going to happen next or like what's going to happen in the story? Who are we going to meet? Um, one person that I actually too, so I can kind of reference somebody too is in the first part of the arc. Um, was, crap, friends. well, I do like, crap, I always forget his name, I keep meeting him, he's in the secret police, he's like the head, oh, Thilo Khan, um, yeah, I really liked his character, especially when I first met him, just cause it was like, he almost like, for Atlas, it was more like a, seeing almost like an older reflection of yourself, mm. in a sense of the, uh, like the whole grungy kind of militant, um, Almost, yeah, you could just tell that he just had strength in a sense. And then the kid was pretty cool. I didn't really like him, though. Probably just because playing his Atlas seems a little too sneaky. He was a little shit. Um, oh, the kid who yeah. was in prison? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a throwback. That is a throwback. <laughs> mm -hmm. All those guys. The guy, yeah. And then the uh, hello man. Everyone can't forget him. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> man! The OG fans, the real OG fans who stuck around through all of yeah. that—that's while we were learning more about sound. That's amazing. Yeah, you don't have to listen to those though. Like, no. don't don't worry about the Pillow Man. <laughs> all of that. I I like those ones. Though. That was a great episode. Like that, those were great episodes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but in the more of like a broader view is that yeah, no, the first arc was great. Now, don't get me wrong, and I don't want this to sound bad. I am actually happy though we are out mm -hmm. <laughs> and like on to the next step because it wasn't that it was really dragging on. There's actually, I could think of actually more stuff to do. Um, cause I didn't actually know that we were going to be until like getting closer to the edge of it, of like going out and actually doing more stuff. I was thinking there's, we might have to deal with more of the, uh, Thyra is her name, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we're going to be dealing with her more. Um, I thought maybe Boris was gonna like lash out at me because I had uh, family had take over. Um, 
But yeah, so there, there's a lot of stuff that I could see happening, but I'm very happy that we actually... Because now it's like... We've been... Kind of like you said, we've been searching for the Sunmaker for so long. And now we actually have like a major lead. So now it's kind of... And we're we're actually in the process of pursuing mm -hmm. that lead, so it's really cool. Kind of see where the story's going and everything. And I honestly can't wait. Now, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I've blanked out what I was going to say. But basically... Yeah, I'm spacing out, so someone else can take over. I'm having a moment. <laughs> well, well, hold on. Before we before we jump over to Courtney, I am gonna say, I'm so glad you guys finally left too. Um, I don't, I didn't feel like it was dragging on, but I think it would have dragged on. Um, it had you guys stayed, which would have been okay. Uh, but you guys had all the information you need, so it didn't really make sense to stay unless you wanted to really be on top of every relationship and like have those to come back to. Uh, but yeah, the, you, there were still so many threads. Um, and for anyone who's like interested in looking at our Patreon, I the last episode I, re I released for the Patreon was actually going down all those, each of those threads and saying what could have happened or like what the story was behind those. And there, there easily could have been a whole nother like real life year worth of gameplay on that planet for sure. Um, and, and that could have also led you guys away from the Sunmaker altogether too. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited you guys left because I feel like it's a space opera and the point of space opera is having a massive solar system, a universe you can go places with aliens and epic stories. So mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, oh, you want to jump in? Yeah. That whole part of what's really cool about playing with you, Isaac, is like the world that we build in or we play in feels so interactive so i think that's what's interesting about the whole arc is that from when we met when my bus broke down and we all met on the prison island to leaving um thela like there was so many interesting characters interesting storylines and like you said like all the places like the the routes that we could go on were fascinating um, and it made it, it just made like, the world feel really interactive until like, even just like walking along the city and like visualizing what was happening, um, was really interesting. But then getting into the nitty gritty of, of the sun, the, the ghost of the sun maker, um, it truly felt like we were tracking down a ghost. Like, cause there was no sign of where he was or who he was. There was just this overarching, like this idea of a sunmaker that nobody knew how to track down um which was interesting to like follow all those leads um but then to have them really lead nowhere honestly um besides like learning more about like the the signs of the sunmaker without getting closer to him it felt like yeah um which which is an interesting concept and you brought in just a lot of deeper um deeper ideas um in the whole sunmaker arc or the ghost of the sunmaker arc and so i just i really enjoyed all of that um i thought it was fun to play in and, and easy to interact with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what was um that's actually well thank you that's a really big compliment and uh i really really appreciate that um i really want to know what <laughs> if you had like a distinct moment that was like your favorite part of that arc 
I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that Nathan's is the solo episode or he was a complete badass. Is that, is that yeah, I think we've covered <laughs> yeah. this territory before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've mentioned it too <laughs> but often. But what about yeah. you, Courtney? I honestly, so for me, I think there's one moment that is highlighted, or at least for McKenna, and that's in adopting CISA. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like completely separate from the arc, but that was a really huge moment for her um, and feeling like she got a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't love this for McKenna, but I think it's a really cool concept. Is um, is this what what's the the thing in McKenna that overtakes her oh, brain? Oh, aphid. She's a aphid. virus. She's a yeah, yeah. The virus aphid. Um, that that scene where she first sees aphid in the bar, and then now that she's seen aphid a few times, those moments are really powerful. Um, kind of scary, but powerful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they kind of bring McKenna back to reality in a way that sometimes she's up in the stars a little bit. Um, and those those scenarios happen and she's like brought back to reality a little bit. Um, well, that life can be really gritty and, and mm-hmm. harsh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, one of the fun things for me about the arc uh, oh, there's so many fun things. It's really hard to, to pick just one. But um, I've loved like having our like the things that our Patreon group has like voted on. And so kind of like throw, throwing back to Paige, uh, that was actually a vote from the Patreon group um, on a like story element. And the vote was basically like one like so I threw out multiple choice. I can't I don't think I can remember what the fourth one was, but the first was uh the maliki is being used as a base for a bunch of scavengers so they've stripped the ship and they are like kind of like tribal and protective of it and they're using it as like a base of operations they're not necessarily bad guys but they'd be protective of their territory Mm -hmm. so that was that was one option there was another option where the ship was completely inoperable and would have to like uh be jump started to get going but the only problem was it would be instead of being on like a sandbar or like basically what was like a little island it was on the edge of a volcano that was about to blow up and you had to get the ship to to go off just in time or the other one was to have a near like or to have like a ai system that is slowly showing that it's kind of cracked in the head that likes riddles and that's what they voted for and so that's how page came to be <laughs> which is nice. awesome i think i like that option the best so thank you to everyone who yeah. voted yes the whole volcano thing would have been awful yeah i don't know if we would have survived that yeah would have been all on clive but yeah for sure yeah let's just let's give clive some credit he's the reason we're alive for like a lot of these like flying a spaceship thing he is nailing it yeah it is good to have him around yeah. um yeah, so hey, that's we're getting kind of long here. Um, so I think from now, I think we'll call this good for this week. Uh, next week, it's one of those weird five Tuesday, uh, maybe, maybe I think it's five Tuesdays. I don't know. There might not be an episode next week. It depends on if there's a Tuesday on a fifth week. Um, so if not, we'll miss you guys. But if it is uh, not that, if that's not the case, then we will have 
the next episode on Vindicus out to you hot off the press. So, all right, see you guys. All right, see you later, guys. Yeah, thanks, Spacers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.